0: How are music therapists changing the lives of people in Canada? What is
1: the latest research and trends? You are tuned into the Canadian Music Therapy Podcast and we will explore these questions with our guests today. Let's get started.
0: Welcome to the Canadian Music Therapy Podcast. We're your hosts, Adrian and Kathy. On today's show, we're speaking with Steffi Freya, Vice President of the Music Therapy Association of Ontario. She's a recent graduate of the University of Toronto Master's in Music and Health Sciences program, and she'll tell us more about her academic experiences and research. We brought things up by discussing Steffi's volunteer experiences and why this is important for the next generation of music therapists.
1: And here's a little more about Steffi. Steffi's a recent graduate of the MA in Music and Health Sciences program at U of T with a decade of experience as a certified music therapist. Steffi has embarked on a new venture by founding Neurologic Music Therapy Services of Ontario, where her focus is specifically on working with stroke patients for this next chapter of her career. In addition to this, she dedicates her academic expertise to assisting current PhD students with the research projects, These projects explore the impact of music on individuals living with stroke, autism, depression, and suicide. Notably, Steffi has also been hired as a casual research assistant for the Center of Depression and Suicide Studies at St. Mike's Hospital. Currently, Steffi leads the Toronto Area Music Therapist Group and is the Vice President of the MTAO Board of Directors. Steffi's commitment to the intersection of music and health continues to shape both her professional journey and the broader landscape of music therapy.
0: Welcome to the podcast, Steffi. We are excited to have you here from Toronto,
2: Ontario. Great to be on. Thanks for having me.
0: I would love to know, since we shared your bio at the start of the program and you are involved with so many things. So I have one first question for you. So what was your experience like completing the one year MA at the University of Toronto? And who do
2: you think should apply to this? Those are some great questions. Yeah, I had a wonderful time doing the one-year MA program. Um, I learned a lot after, you know, 10 years, and I was just kind of like, what can I do? How can I further, you know, my career and just like more knowledge about music therapy in the field? So going back for the one year after 10 years of not being in school was a bit tough at first. Mm -hmm. Uh, the professors and everybody there is just so lovely. They're great to work with, and the more questions you ask them, they're like, "Yep, that that we've all been through that." So they're more than willing to help. So that was great. I mean, even the stats courses that I had to take, and mind you, the last time I took math was like in high school, so it was really really <laughs> tough. But um, the professors in that um, faculty, they were great. They understood like, okay, we have a lot of students like you coming through the same way. It's just one year. You can breathe. And so I loved it. I learned so much about neurologic music therapy. I learned so much about research and how, you know, to apply that to your work. And maybe you're not doing research per se um, within the field of music therapy, but the way that you are going through the treatment with your clients, it's almost like research in that way, because you you want to see them reach their goals, you want to kind of figure out ways that, you know, can help them along on their journey. So I could really apply everything I learned. um, Actually, it was last year, last year to my clinical work right away. Um, But there was one thing I noticed, and I was like, who would be the type of person because I got that question a lot, like, there was a lot of people who were of different sort of backgrounds applying to it. And one thing that I always like kind of tell people, because people, a lot of people ask me, I'm like one of the few that have been through the MA program that people know. And I would say definitely having the background of a music therapist would be with a, probably a lot of years of experience would be really helpful. Because I found that it's so fast paced. You're little. It's this is one year, but it's really eight months. And so, drawing from your experience is just a quick way of going through the program in a very sort of comfortable manner because you have so much experience to pull from. So when you're com- coming up against new concepts, it's it's just easier to pull the two together. And uh, my friend that I went through the program with, she also has almost like eight years of experience in Argentina and so us pulling both of our experience together was like it was just so fun just to see oh you did that too oh yeah I did not do that well together too in that and so it was just it's a fun time
0: yeah and did you know your peer before starting the program or did you meet them in the program
2: it was hilarious she actually found me on LinkedIn and oh. she messaged me yeah
0: Okay. That's really neat. And I was going to ask how long the program was, whether it was like 10 months, 12, eight months. That's very, very, very condensed. Wow. And so you're saying this program really is for someone they could get the most out of it if they have that work and lived experience uh, in the field, I guess. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Um, So what are some of your current research studies that you're involved with? And how did you manage to graduate but still be so involved in academia? Because it was so such a demanding program.
2: Yes, I would definitely say one thing just to start. Because I love that second question. Um, is make a lot of friends. Yes, it's condensed. It's eight months, but talk to those PhD students. Ask them how how are you doing. Want to go for coffee? Uh, they 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 love coffee. So I would definitely <laughs> suggest that. Um, and just get to know sort of what they're doing. It's, it can be just half an hour of your day. Um, it doesn't pull from too much. And so it's a, it's a great way to just get to know the people in your lab. That's what we call the people we work with. The University of Toronto, you have um, the MARC Lab, the Music and Health Collaboratory. And so that's where we get to all work together, MAs, um, so the Masters of Arts with the uh, PhD students. And so that's how you get to work with your peers. And that's how I got to be on, well, I was on four uh, research studies. Now I'm doing three. It's a lot. But that's how I got to getting to know people and then seeing how and what they were doing. So one of them that I'm working with is um, Music and Movement with Children with Autism. So, I'm one of the trainers, and just seeing how we can help them progress with that time with specific areas in the movement, as well as that data processing. So, um, if you aren't in the academic field, this is an area where it's probably not the funnest. But, data processing, once you've taken all that information, what do you do with it? How do you organize it? And so, I've been working with a PhD student on um, processing stroke patients and their movements. Uh, Mm -hmm. So that's been a lot of fun trying to, I don't know, pop those little bubbles and label each of the movements of the arms. So that's been fun. And then finally, I'm uh, helping out a PhD student through the St. Michael's Hospital, where I'm screening for participants with depression and suicide. So I've been learning to administer like the Mini, which is the Mini International Neuropsychiatric Interview, the Beck Scale, the Columbia Suicide Severity Rating Scales. And um, I've been learning a lot about how to do it in a sensitive way, but also get to the heart of the matter in a really in a quicker way. So that's been a really great experience that I've been in the last 10 months. And recently I got hired on to be a research assistant at that same lab um, because they really enjoyed seeing me working through and being very effective so i was very fortunate to get that opportunity
1: wow thank you for sharing all that with us i have a couple questions i think they're more about maybe the program but so for the one year ma is there a practicum component yes yeah and then is there a longer ma program uh
2: there is the It's a longer one. It's a two-year program, and that's to train up music therapists.
1: I see, I see. So that's for somebody who doesn't come in with all of your experience and credence. And that's
2: actually a music performance-based program. So you you come out of it with a music performance, yeah.
1: Okay, I didn't know that. That's Mm -hmm. Okay, and then this question might be a little bit personal, but are you feeling drawn towards PhD studies with all of the research that you're doing?
2: (laughs) A very common question. The answer is no, I am not.
1: Okay, interesting.
2: (laughs) Which is not, yes. My friend in the same program, she actually went on to do the PhD program. And most people do coming out of the MA. I love being a music therapist. Mm-hmm. I love to be in the clinical side. I am grateful for the opportunities to help with these studies and I will continue to do so for the next few months. Um but I am yeah, music therapist through and through.
1: Amazing. And really really interesting that you get to be a part of this research world and that your skill set is um obviously respected and wanting to be drawn upon getting hired in the position that you have. So congratulations on that. And then still being able to focus on your practice Mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. Okay. So I have a question for you. That's a little bit away from academia, which is what would you tell the next generation of music therapists about why it's important to volunteer with CAMT, MTAO, and even TAMT, the Toronto Area Music Therapists?
2: So this is a really great question. I find it's really important to stay connected to the field and being involved in volunteering for those positions, you get to meet and connect with so many types of different people. Like even you, Adrian, and I, we met through CMT conferences, right? Like um, being part of that, gets you knowing what's going on in the field. Like we have um, a bill coming through that will hopefully get music therapy on the, you know, dementia world a little bit more prominent. Um, So there's situations like that where maybe other music therapists might not know, but if you were involved in these situations, you have a better knowledge and then you can share with your peers. Um, And I also think that um, by giving back to the field, we're so small um it can help further grow the community
1: yeah i mean you're speaking to everything i believe in Stephanie. <laughs> um i think it's really important and as i know people here have heard me say to be involved and to have those connections and it's also really interesting to um be aware of what's happening right so to know everything that's That's going on and taking place. And so you're involved with um, the Toronto Area Music Therapist. What's your role there? I'm
2: actually leading it. Oh, awesome. Yes. (laughs) I I say spokesperson because I I feel like I'm just like speaking on behalf. But because it it doesn't feel like I'm leading. It's just I'm bringing conversations with people from Toronto. And I mean, students come in and out all the time. So it's a great way to talk with them as well.
1: So you're like, bringing everybody together in a way and that I mean, if somebody doesn't do that, it doesn't happen. So what kind of things do you do with, um, with the Toronto, Toronto Area music service? Like does that organ like do you people all do when you get together?
2: So in the past, we've had um, little workshops. So if people were interested in, um, like, DVT, or CBT, or even about neurologic music therapy, we might host little like workshops, or if they had questions about business, or they just wanted to network, I would just provide opportunities either in person or online. Um, this year, it's just kind of coming out of COVID. It's been hard to get back into in person. But I know there's been an inkling, so it's just hard to find a time. Um, so Zoom has sort of been where we've landed. But I'm hoping that in the summer, we'll be able to get back into um, one of our favorite pubs is the Duke.
1: Yeah.
2: So. We're hoping to do that over the summer again, because that was great.
1: I think I remember seeing pictures in the past of gatherings. yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah, just coming together and just chatting and be like, "What's happening in your life?" And it's such a great support system.
1: And also great for networking. I know I often say that to music therapists. like, word of mouth especially if you're seeking out some opportunities or that type of thing is extremely powerful in our tight-knit community so yeah no matter what part of the country that you're in but especially in Toronto there's a lot I think there's a probably a lot of music therapists in Toronto if you if everyone were to come together but I have no idea what the numbers are
2: It's also saying like Toronto could be like Toronto proper Toronto, like Richmond Hill, there's like so many, and sometimes it's hard for people to come down to like downtown Toronto because of Perky. Um, So just trying to be diverse in where I'm posting them.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. To kind of reach out to everybody in the area for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you're also the vice president of MTA. Oh, you are busy. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about that role? uh so i only took this on
2: last year it's been one year since being uh, vp it's been great i've been learning a lot about what's been going on in the you know the province of ontario um and then connecting with music therapists from all over um going as far up as to like sudbury and it's been just great connecting with um people from everywhere um So, in terms of my role, I am just here to support both music therapists in general in the province, but also to the board members. So, I've been assisting on the um, student intern supervisor conference in the fall with the education chair, and then now with this current um, conference for MTAO coming up. Um, Just being on hand for whatever needs to be done, I am just there to help. Um, And it's also been fun to get to know sort of what the other board members do. And I've been working on policies and procedures because I am a very like streamlined person, like processes. I need to just know, okay how to get from A to B and just everyone understands how we did it. So
1: that's what I've been working on. I always say we need music therapists like you who like that kind of thing. (laughs) policy and procedure (laughs) part of it all for sure yeah okay so for somebody who was wanting thinking about getting involved in a professional organization or volunteering in some way like what would you say for a board member in a provincial organization like what would you say a typical monthly time commitment would be like about how much of your time does it take right that's kind of a broad question but i'm just wondering if um you know, a few hours a week.
2: I think we say in the policies and procedures we say about two to four week. Two, sorry, two to four hours a week is what we typically say, um, and then obviously it ramps up during conference season, and it's slower during you know winter break and summer break. So it really does depend, but I would say two to four hours.
1: And then, how often do you meet as a board?
2: Uh, once every.
1: Oh yeah. So that's totally managed. Yeah. 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 No, I just think sometimes people don't know the behind the scenes bits of things. And sometimes that can be helpful in going, okay, I have time for that. That definitely works for me, and something I could find out more about, about what I can do. So we would love to hear more about the conferences coming up at the end of February. What's happening and where is it and all that.
2: All the fun stuff. Okay. So this year is going to have the theme called Growing and Grooving Together. Love it. <laughs> so that's the fun aspect of things. Uh, we continue to be a hybrid form because we just found greater success for those who are just a little bit further away and is having a harder time coming through. Um, so we're just offering that just for accessibility. and uh, we're but this is gonna be our first in-person conference since oh COVID. wow
1: okay since covid
2: yeah since covid yes so we are super excited because we a get some yummy delicious food together b we also get to make music and that's going to be a really great time just to not only i think have grooving skills happening during the jam sessions, but also uh, Len McCarthy, who is our opening keynote, he's going to be uh, leading us through a bit of a jam session in his um, session. So that's going to be exciting. And finally, there's going to be some really great networking opportunities. As you said, it like that is like the highlight. So it's not only going to be in person, but we'll also have networking opportunities for online. And that's been really um great i think for everybody we tried it out at cisc and it was really effective so
1: doing it again wonderful is would you say every session will be online
2: it's going to be uh in person and online so there'll be some in-person sessions and some online
1: oh i get it okay i understand sorry i'm like yeah and, <laughs> no worries. and where is it taking place it's,
2: it's in oakville sandman hotel in oakville
1: excellent Uh, it sounds like a really great day and um i personally have been attending mtao conferences since 1997. i will date myself (laughs) and they're always um memorable and also everything you said great for networking and great for really staying connected with everybody and hearing you know what's happening and what's current but i love that it's in person again like that just makes me you know it's amazing that we have both and it's amazing that we can move forward with hybrid options but the fact that everybody's going to be coming together for um, the first time in a long time is really fabulous. Steffi, it has been wonderful to have you here with us as our guest today and to learn about the work that you're doing and um, to hear your words of wisdom for other music therapists as well. And I just want to thank you for all of the volunteer time that you're dedicating towards moving our profession forward and helping everyone to stay connected in this very big province. Thanks so much. Thank you for joining us on the Canadian Music Therapy Podcast. To learn more about resources from the show, please visit beyondthestudio.ca. Thanks for listening.